This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And if you've been with us over recent weeks, you know we've been talking about two subjects. One is the love of God. And the other is the newness that God is calling us to. And that newness, if you recall, and we're listening to the programs, is not something new insofar as time, but is new as far as quality is concerned. Like the love of God was there right from the beginning, but we need that newness of love, the quality of love, to come forth in a greater way than ever before. And most recently, we were talking about the love of God and those and the characteristic of the love of God, Junie, I think if we could say it in two words, would be sacrificial and unconditional. And of course, that can only come true love from the life of the Messiah, because love is not a feeling, it's a choice. And when we have Jesus living in our heart and we yield our life to God then the qualities of God, the fruits of his life, come forth in our life. And when our love comes to an end in a situation, the love of God is birthed within us to be able to love beyond ourselves. And that's the newness and the quality, the love that God has, which... um, Shelley, if we didn't know the love of God, the love that he had and has for us and what he's done for us that we might live with him eternally, there would be no way we could have made it up until this time in our life being whole, being full, being joyous, being thankful, and being happy. And Junie, when you were saying that, I just thought, what a great difference there is between human love and godly love. And I think uh, even at the congregation yesterday in my sharing this word, we talked about the love of God. And of course, it says we love God because he first loved us. And I think we even had a discussion that the love of God goes back even before the foundation of the world. Because the word of God refers to Jesus as a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Why was he slain? Because the love that he has for you and me. So that is sacrificial and unconditional love. And that's the newness that God wants in all of us. That's how we should live. So I think 
Also, along with this, there's one verse in the Gospel of John, Junie, that is so powerful that we like to use this as a starting point for what we're talking about this week. And we're going to be talking uh, this week about doing things for his sake. And we're referring to John chapter 15, verse 13. The Word of God says, Greater love has no one than this, that one laid down his life for his friends. And Junie, I see in this verse not just a one-time effort. For example, when there's a a war going on, you read of some heroic deed by a soldier who, seeing a a grenade or a bullet coming toward a a friend of his, he'll step in the way and he will actually die in place of of his other friend. However, What I believe this verse is saying, this is a way of life. Greater love has no one than this, that we'd be willing to lay down our life for a friend. A way of living. And Shelley, in verse 14, it reads, You are my friends if you do what I command you. And it's interesting because it shows, Shelley, that we are really Jesus' friends. And he laid down his life for us. And if he did this, then how much more should we be willing to lay down our life for him, which then would bring his love into our life, which would enable us to do the very thing that he's asking of us. And you know, when you come to think of it, Junie, he not only laid down his life for his friends, He laid down his life for the world. He laid down his life for those who even hated him. This is far beyond a human love. This is God's love. And that's what we're talking about this week insofar as the theme that we're going to bring forth for his sake. And you know, Shelley, uh, you and I have experienced in the last 12 years many, many, many enemies And we know that the people involved who looked like our enemies, um, God was allowing to happen, but the spirit behind it was not God, but the devil who wanted to destroy us, destroy our family. And I mention this because in your life, you might have enemies, you might have people that you feel have come to try to hurt you or destroy you. And I just want you to know the truth of the matter is we do not battle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and wickedness in high places that we would remember the battle in our own life and the battle surrounding us that we really would be conquerors, more than conquerors, and we would see the victory of life because we would lay down our life for the Lord, even as he has laid down his life for us. It's very powerful, June. And now uh, the question is, knowing that there could be some heroic deeds uh, where um, anybody could act in that moment, but we're talking about a way of living, my question and our question would be, are we willing to live for the sake of others? You know, sometimes maybe uh, dying is the easy way out, but are we called, are we willing to live a lifestyle where we're living for the sake of others? And that is the key, and that is the demonstration of the love of God on a day-in and day-out basis. Are we willing to live for the sake of others? And you know, Shelley, that really is then displayed and seen in a family. 
a mother lays down really her life for her children. A mother and a wife lays down her life for her husband. A husband lays down his life for his wife. And there's so much divorce, there's so much hatred and division. And I really believe, Shelley, it's because the principle, but also, more importantly, the life of God is really not seen and understood and experienced in the life of the believer. Because if it was, then we would walk that extra mile. We would be willing to forgive beyond ourselves that God's forgiveness would be able to come alive within us. And we would be able to help those who persecute us, who um, slander us, who um, pull out the the hairs of our beards as uh, as really our people did to Jesus. And yet Jesus made a promise and Jesus has a love that's eternal and Jesus's love never fails. And we need to realize, Junie, again, we're going to say this throughout the course of this week. This is impossible to do on a human level. That's why, as we spoke in recent weeks, we need him and we need to know that we are loved by him and allow his love in us to flow out. Now, here's an important thing, and this will really start us on our theme. God himself acted for the sake of his name and our lives are to be lived for the sake of the Lord's name and character. And this is the key. We are created in the image and the likeness of God, and therefore we are supposed to be like him. And it's important uh, as a starting point that God didn't act on behalf of people only. The people were the beneficiaries of his actions, but he acted for the sake of his name. In other words, and we're going to start looking at these scriptures, he did things for the sake of his name. And if we live and do the same thing, we will bring glory to him. So let's begin to look at these scriptures, Junie. Um, and if you have your Bibles, turn with us to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 12, beginning at verse 19. 1 Samuel 12, beginning at verse 19. Now this is when the people realized that they uh, went against the will of God and made Saul a king. 1 Samuel 12, beginning at verse 19. Then all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God, so that we may not die. For we have added to our sins this evil by asking for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, Do not fear. You have committed all this evil. Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And you must not turn aside, for then you will go after futile things, which cannot profit or deliver, because they are futile. And listen to verse 22. For the Lord will not abandon his people on account of his great name. In the King James in the Hebrew Bible, it says, For the sake of his name, because the Lord has been pleased to make you a people for himself. Do you get the sense of this? Junie, it's so powerful. God didn't do it for the sake of the people. He did not abandon his people, his chosen people, for the sake of his name. His name represented his quality the reason that god will not did not abandon his people then 
And the reason that God will not abandon his people today, those who call upon his name, is for the sake of his name. Not because of who we are. God loves us, but he acts for a higher reason. He acts to maintain the honor and the glory of that name. And if he abandoned the people, it would have brought shame to his name, not necessarily to the people. So we need to see what's at stake, and we need to understand that if God acts for the sake of his name, how much more should we be acting for the sake of his name? You know, we've been saved by grace. It's not because we were worthy of salvation, but it's because God loves us from the very beginning and because our salvation is going to redound to the glory of his name. So here we see we are called to live for the sake of his name, for the sake of the Lord who saved us. And we are actually, as we'll see as we go forth in this study, that we carry his name wherever we go. I'm not just Shelley Volk, a father, a husband, a brother, a friend. A pastor. A pastor, A minister, an evangelist. The titles are secondary. Thank you, Judy. But we carry the name of the Lord. When we are known as believers, we are representing him and the name of the almighty God. So we're not living just because it's me and God and we're saved and we're going to heaven. Praise God for that. But we're living because we represent him in the earth today. We are the visible demonstration that we serve a living God. And that is a privilege and an honor. So, Lord, we do pray that today, this moment, and from this moment on, we would ask what would be pleasing to you, our actions, our deeds, our words, our hopes, our desires. We would live for you and you alone and for your namesake. Yes, Lord. For your namesake. Let it be, In the name of Yeshua, Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. Dot com. That's Shelley and Junevolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. <laughs>